Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. Ladies and gentlemen, prepare to witness the greatest happening in sport. The snap, the hold, the kick is up. Does it have room? It does, and it is good. Are you kidding me? And he's still on his feet. It goes down to the 20, 15, 10, 5, 2, Back to pass, looking. Has Kyle Leno open one up in the 40, 30, 25, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, 65-yard pass. Down to the 15, 10, 5, and touchdown, Edison Chargers. Follow his linemen, follow the big boys, and get into the end zone. So they go up two scores. What a drive that was. 15, 10, 5, dances his way into the end zone for a score. Now over for Brooks, tips, and Milgo wins it! A drop shot. The pitch, swung on, hammered, deep center field, it's got a chance, gone! It's now time for the Locker Room Show with your hosts, Josh Bowman and Kevin Rasnick. The Locker Room Show is brought to you by Baldoff's Carpet Cleaning and Floor Covering. Bellevue Hospital, Domino's Pizza, The Village Drive-Thru in Milan, Firelands Federal Credit Union, Fisher Titus Medical Center, the Huron County Veterans Service Office, the Law Offices of Harwood and Niedermeyer, Noble Sports and Trophies, Norwalk Heating and Air, Stein Olson and Stang CPAs, Smiley Automotive, and Westside Sunoco on 95.3 WLKR. Good morning and welcome to the Locker Room Show. Josh Bowman and the Captain Chris Morgan. Yeah. How you doing, man? I'm tired, but we're gonna... <laughs> Tired? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. The coffee hasn't kicked in quite yet. Yeah, I know it's a little early for you, isn't it? Just a little bit. Usually, right. you know, on a weekday, I've been here for already five hours or something, four hours, something like that yeah, on a weekday. Yeah, your prime time. <laughs> it is. And as we get things going here today, how about uh, this little clip here? Kevin's not here. Kevin's not here. Kevin's not here. Kevin's not here. What? <laughs> That's right. Kevin's not here <laughs> today. So there you go. I'll tell you what, Josh. We talked about it off the air, but if they do not recreate that scene with the new Home Alone movie that they're doing on Disney Plus. I'm. I'll just cry. I need it in a British accent. I need it. <laughs> Kevin's not here. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be too much fun. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the locker room show. It's 9:03 and 31 degrees outside on this November 6th. My wife's birthday. I'm not gonna tell how old she is. That women never tell their age. So you mean she's only 25. That's it. Yeah. Can you believe that? I know, right? <laughs> Not quite, but, you know. Anyhow, uh, I'll have a special clip for her later on in the show here today. Uh, let's run down some of our guests here today. We're going to talk, of course, with Mark Lane, Sports Roundtable. He'll break down last night's Perkins and Edison football playoff game. Uh, Jalen Santoro from Perkins going to join us here on the show. Uh, Brock Manlet, our buddy, not only a football announcer, but his first job or maybe his second job, whatever. He's a man of many jobs. Uh, he's the girls' basketball coach at Norwalk. You know what? Uh, in two weeks, 
we tip off uh, girls basketball here on WLKR. I- I'm not ready yet, Josh. <laughs> I'm excited, but I'm still not ready. Right, I know. So we'll uh, try to get you ready with Brock Manlet here today. He'll tell you what's going on with the Norwalk girls basketball program. We'll also talk Cleveland Browns. A lot of stuff going on with the Browns. They got the big game with the Bengals this weekend. Uh, Scott Petrick from the Chronicle Telegram, uh, brownzone.com. He'll join us. And of course, we're going to talk to Kendra Snook, Monroeville Volleyball. As, uh, you know, they're in a pretty big match today, Chris. Yeah, back in the regional final four years in a row now for the Lady Eagles. Uh, uh, looking to avoid the same result as last year when they got upset by Dalton, of course. If you were listening to 92.9 on Thursday, you know they already took care of Dalton. Oh, now they get yes. Wellsville again. Yes, they do. So Wellsville today, and we'll have coverage on our sister station, 92.9 WLKR Classic at 445 and 5 o'clock for the match. It's part of a sports doubleheader today on 92.9, uh, 4.45 for that, 5 o'clock for the regional final, followed by uh, high school football. We're going to go all the way from uh, Strongsville and throw it all the way across the state to Archbold <laughs> as Western Reserve football is at Archbold in a uh, second-round playoff matchup in that one. So looking forward to a big, busy sports day. And we'll see if they kind of bleed into each other. Uh, they might. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Depends, depends how long volleyball goes. Yeah, I mean, the way Monroeville's playing, as long as they stay focused and keep doing what they're doing, it probably won't take very long. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? So, yeah, all that and more coming up here on the show today. We'll also preview the St. Paul Southern matchup tonight. More football for you here tonight. Ohio State football for you. This is a 90-minute show today. We're with you till 1030 until uh, the Buckeyes pregame show gets underway with Paul Keels and company there as the Buckeyes are at Nebraska today. Uh, that one should be a pretty easy one, but y- you never know. That's I, I almost feel like this has the makings for a little bit of a trap game just because the college football playoff rankings just came out, Ohio State outside of the top four. Uh, Nebraska's not a slouch by any means. Right. I mean, uh, their record doesn't necessarily show it, but they can hang with teams in the Big Ten still. Scott Frost is doing a pretty decent job over there, but I, I don't know. I, I feel like if Ohio State can cut out the issues with execution that they had last week against Penn State, then they should be fine. It just kind of depends how things go uh, with that Ohio State offense here today. So, yeah, we'll have the Buckeyes and Cornhuskers coming up at high noon, as I like to call it, uh, on a Saturday. I love the noon games, and that's uh, if you want to catch it on TV, it's the Fox Big noon Saturday game. So apparently, the students at Cincinnati do not like noon kickoffs. They do not. I saw a frat house uh, put a, posted a picture on Twitter. It's kind of blowing up a little bit. Uh, they put up a banner uh, for the game, and at the bottom, uh, say no to noon kickoff. <laughs> I'm like, what? Just <laughs> what's say wrong no. with noon? All right, let's run down the high school football playoff scores. Uh, just the region that we care about that played last night. It's uh, of course Division Four uh, region. 14 and uh was Perkins the win over Edison shutting out Edison 28 nothing the final last night they move on and who will they face Port Clinton Port Clinton defeated Keystone last night 44 to 13 so that sets up for a Perkins Port Clinton matchup and that will be uh, at a neutral site uh, coming up uh, maybe just throw that one in Sandusky I don't, I don't know uh, we'll, we'll see I don't know if that'll be in Sandusky I could see Maybe Norwalk. I mean, obviously they've got the turf now at they Contractor could. Stadium. They could host it there. Maybe Bellevue. That might be a little too uh, close to Perkins, but it, I really don't know if they would go to Sandusky for that one. Yeah, probably not, but 
Uh, I like Bellevue. Bellevue's yeah. probably a good place for that one. So I think so, too. We'll see what happens with that one. Uh, also in that bracket, Clyde in two overtimes defeated Shelby last night, 42-35, to the final score there. Clyde moving on. They'll face Van Word, who had no trouble with Wasion. They defeated them 53-20, to so... Van Wert and Clyde. I don't know where they're going to play that game at. Van Wert's all the way over by Indiana. Right. And then you got Clyde. So I don't know. Toledo, maybe? I don't know. Maybe I could see Toledo. That's but tough. that's that's going to be an even harder one to figure out where they're going to play. My goodness. Yeah, so there you go. That is a look at your playoff scores from last night. Let's uh, get a little bit of the highlights. We call them Friday night highlights. We only had one game on the uh, on the schedule last night on our broadcast games. It was the Perkins-Edison game. And here's a listen to Mark Lane and Randy Horde call the first two touchdowns of this one uh, last night with Perkins and Edison. Logan Lash, he gives it to Nemitz. Nemitz outside, slips out of the tackle, touchdown Pirates. Well defended by the Edison Chargers, but Colin Nemitz showing you what he's made of there. Lower to shoulder and able to slip through the tackle, as you mentioned, Mark, and just tumble into the end zone. So another Jamie's Carpets touchdown for uh, Colin Nemitz. Second and seven for the Perkins Pirates as we approach seven minutes to go here in the second quarter. Back to pass Logan Lesh. Throwing over the middle. Caught. End zone. Touchdown Pirates. Very, very well done there. Good hookup with um, Jaden Rowe on that slant pattern. Absolutely a perfect dart. There you go, Mark Lane, Randy Horde on the call last night, and uh, they'll be split up tonight. Our broadcast crews tonight will be uh, yours truly here alongside uh, Mark Lane. <clears throat> I'm choking up here. I'm not. I'm just so so excited to be with Mark Lane tonight. I'm know, choking right? up <laughs> <laughs> for the St. Paul Southern game. I'll be there. Uh, Chris will be with Kevin. Uh, Chris Chris Morgan here with Kevin Rasnick for Monroeville volleyball against Wellsville, and then Nick Hurst will call uh, the Western Reserve Archbold game. Uh, tonight with Randy Horde. So uh, we got a little bit of uh, unusual uh, combinations. Uh, me and Mark work together all the time, but Nick and Randy, first time ever. That's going to be so much fun to yeah. hear that dynamic tonight. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I- I'm going to have to tune into that game, obviously, coming back from uh, Strongsville after the Monroeville volleyball matchup. That's going to be a lot of fun to listen to. So, yeah, folks, uh, again, doubleheader on 92.9, volleyball at 5 o'clock, and then football at 7 o'clock if we have time. We'll have the end of the huddle pregame coaches show. If not, uh, we'll just throw things over to Archbold for the beginning of that one. So it could end up uh, joining in progress. It could end up uh, just no in the huddle. Or we could have a full pregame show. <laughs> we'll see. It all depends how Monroeville and Wellsville volleyball goes. And we'll get, we're going to talk to Kendra Snook coming up here later on in the program. We'll go ahead and take our first break of the show right now. And when we come back, folks, Jalen Santoro, you heard those highlights from Perkins. He'll expand on that. Talk about the Perkins win over Edison last night in the second round of the high school football playoffs. That's coming up next on a 90-minute locker room show. We're with you till 1030. Stay with us.
This is Matt from the Huron County Veteran Service Office in Norwalk. I wanted to take some time to let you know about what we do. We provide transportation, whether it be for doctor's visits or for other reasons. We make filing claims with the VA easier for veterans and their families. And the best part, our services are free. We have service officers available to start investigating your claims and answer any questions you have along the way. Just give our office a call at 419-668-4150. Again, 419-668-4150. We would love to assist you. Everyone knows that Smiley Automotive makes car buying simple with a great selection of inventory, knowledgeable sales staff, and no gimmicks. Did you also know that Smiley Automotive has an award-winning service department? Smiley Automotive is truly a one-stop shop for all your automotive needs. Smiley Automotive can work on all makes and models. Call 419-663-CARS and ask for Justin Newberger or go to SmileyAutomotive.com to schedule your service appointment today. Smiley Automotive, making car buying simple. Westside Sunoco, located on West Main Street in Norwalk, is proud to provide you with quality Sunoco fuel and proud to serve your community. Whether you need to fill your tank up or fill your belly with a cup of coffee, energy drink, or snack to get you through the day, it's safe to say Westside Sunoco has you covered. Westside Sunoco is a proud supporter of all local athletes. Congratulations to the parents, coaches, and of course the student athletes for your success. Everyone from Westside Sunoco will be cheering you on. Other food delivery apps charge surprise fees, but Domino's is giving away $50 million worth of surprise frees, like free pizza, lava cakes, or cheesy bread when you order delivery online. And we found some unique ways to get the word out. Like screaming it! We even called Paul Revere. Free lava cakes are coming! Order delivery online and you could get a surprise free from Domino's. No purchase necessary. Open U.S. residents 13 and up through 11, 21, 21. Odds of winning are 1 in 14. See rules at surprisefreeze at domino's.com for free entry, blackout dates, restrictions, and details. October is Buyback Month at Schaefer Danhoff Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram in Willard. They'll buy back your car, truck, van, or SUV, pay off your loan or lease, and help you get into another vehicle. New or used, whatever you need. They can also order new 22 models built especially for you. Get out of the old and into something new to you at Schaefer Danhoff, U.S. Route 224, Willard. The easiest place to buy a vehicle start to finish. See all their inventory at SchaeferDanhoff.com. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. The Locker Room Show continues with your hosts, Josh Bowman and Kevin Rasnick. What is that? I painted my face. You painted your face? Yeah. Why? On 95.3 WLKR. Well, you know, support the team. Oh, there you go. I want to know you're up there. This is the playoffs. Presented by Schaefer Danhoff, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. All right. Welcome back here. It is the playoffs. We're talking high school football playoffs here on the Locker Room Show. Josh Bowman, the captain, Chris Morgan, in for Kevin today. Uh, Kevin's got to get all rested up for the Monroeville volleyball game. I guess you don't need it today, but maybe you do need a little rest today. I'm going to take a nap after this. 
That's what I'm going to do. There's my rest. There, there you go. I'm going to take a nap, too, before uh, I have to call football tonight. So there you go. And with us right now, Jalen Santoro on the Domino's Hotline, talking some high school football. Uh, first off, Coach, thanks for joining us, and uh, congratulations on the win last night. Yeah, thanks for having me, as always. Yeah, no problem at all. And uh, let's talk about that game last night. Uh, you guys, a 28 nothing win over Edison. And the first half, I listened to m- the majority of the first half as I was driving around, picking up some dinner last night and uh, doing a little shopping. And it and, uh, seemed like a, you know, a battle in that first half, and you, you guys uh, kind of opened it up in the second half. Yeah, um, you know, we, we came out a um, couple of three and out there to get going, and then we finally punched one in. You know, our goal the whole week was, with a team like Edison and how they run their offense and how they can munch clock. You know, our whole goal was to get up a couple scores um, early and see see how they could respond to throwing the ball. <clears throat> um, you know, I think our our defense did a good job resetting line of scrimmage and winning the line of scrimmage last night, and that was huge. Obviously, you're playing a triple option team that wants to run the ball as much as Edison does. But, you know, they got to be ready to play. And uh, I think last night they did a really good job of doing that. Um, but, you know, it was very crucial getting up there at halftime, be up two scores. Um, we had an opportunity to go up three scores. We got down with inside the 20 right before a uh, half there and couldn't execute. Um, get it in the end zone. We missed the field goal actually at the end too. Um, but you know, that, that's big too. That's big for Edison. So, you know, we're going into halftime up two scores. Um, obviously they're sitting happy, but you know, it kind of stung because our, our mark all week is we want to try to be up three scores. We thought the magic mark was to get up three scores. It'd be hard for them to come, <clears throat> come back from. Um, you know, and that's kind of what we were aiming to do. And we shot a little shy of that at halftime, but we came out and played a good second half as well. Now, of course, everyone in the local area knows uh, what Edison was able to do last week, uh, taking out uh, the number one seed in the region, Bellevue, your alma mater. Uh, did that give you a little bit of extra motivation to kind of avenge Bellevue last night in that win? Um, I don't necessarily would say that gave me any extra motivation. Um, you know, obviously it was just whoever's up next, because that's what you know we're going to prepare for. Um, regardless if it was Bellevue, Edison, or you know Lutheran West, we were going to make sure we're putting uh, together a good game plan and giving our kids the best chance of winning. Um, you know, and that's, again, it's the playoffs. And at this point, regardless of who you're playing, whether it's a 16 seed or a 1 seed, you know, that's going to be a tough football game. So, you know, that's what we preach to our kids, that <clears throat> no matter who we're playing, we got to make sure we're ready to play and you know, got to have the best we can practice moving forward. Jalen Santoro, Perkins head football coach, with us right now in the locker room show. And, Coach, uh, we talked about your offense there a little bit. How about your defense last night, uh, pitching a shutout against a, an Edison team? Uh, you know, a very uh, methodical kind of offense, uh, four yards and a cloud of dust, basically, for the Chargers. Uh, talk about how your defense played last night. They, <clears throat> our defense stepped up and played really well last night. We tackled very well. Um, we were very assignment sharp last night. You know, Edison forces you to play dismal football. Um, you know, with the offense they run, you got to make sure you're tackling your keys, and everybody's responsible for certain people. <clears throat> and uh, if you don't do it, you know that's that's where they get you. I um, mean, watching the film the week before, you know that's that's what they did to Bellevue. Um, you know that's kind of how they they managed to run the clock and they managed to get those chunk plays. And uh, you know, going forward or looking back on this week, you know we did a really good job. Our scout team did a really good job giving a look this week. Um, and, you know, we had a good week of practice, and I think that obviously contributes to what we did on a Friday night. Yeah, I was going to ask you about your scout team. Uh, probably a little bit of, of challenge, uh, you know, kind of preparing for Edison and the unusual, uh, you know, just just the uh, offense that not a lot of teams run. Yeah, no, it's definitely different. You know, it's uh, it's two weeks in a row now where we kind of had our scout team had done split beer for Lutheran West last week and had some triple option tendencies, um, and then you know going to Edison this week, so. It's different. Um, you know, again, I think it's the guys that we had running our scout team did a great job. And, uh, you know, it kind of goes unsaid with a lot of situations like this. But, you know, they did a really good job preparing us this week. And, uh, obviously, like I said, it showed in our defense. Defense, you know, it's, it's 
hard for a defense to not get a look all week and then go out and kind of try to face that triple option speed um, than how Edison does it. And uh, like I said, it just kind of speaks volumes to how good our, our scout team played this week and try to replicate that look. Uh, now, of course, coming up next, you take on another SBC opponent in uh, Port Clinton in the next round of the playoffs. Uh, that'll be a neutral site uh, going forward. But, of course, uh, an SBC team, but not one that you guys are certainly uh, very overly familiar with, uh, with the different divisions, of course, in the SBC with the Lake Bay and the River. Uh, but uh, I know you're just coming off of that game last night, Jalen, but uh, what are your early thoughts here uh, looking ahead to Port Clinton for next week? Well, you know, we've got to actually play them the last, you know, this year and last year. I know we had to play them in the playoff game last year. Um, and, uh, so I, I wouldn't say, yeah, you know, we're not very, very familiar like we are with a lot of the late teams, but, um, you know, as far as my time being here at Perkins, you know, we played them each time, each year we've been here. Um, and again, they're a very good football team. You know, they, uh, they've done some really good things this year. You know, they've set a lot of school records as far as, you know, the team and, uh, personal records as far as other players and, uh, yeah, I can ready to play. You know, their old lines, the big old line. They do a lot of things well. Um, and, you know, we got to get down, break down the film from obviously as much as we can, even including last night. And it's going to be huge to see how much they've grown as a team. You know, it's obviously a big difference from when we played them earlier on in the year until now. And that's the same with us. You know, I think we're a different team. I think they're a different team. You know, it's going to be hard to sit there and say, you know, we played them and earlier in the season, we beat them then. Um, and that's what's going to be like this this week. You know, it's a completely different situation because they've grown a heck of a lot of the team, and so as we so it's like, you almost could say that's two different teams come to play that than compared to what played earlier in the year. Talking with Jalen Santoro, head football coach at Perkins, uh, Perkins Port Clinton next round uh, next Friday night. Uh, any idea where that's going to be played, Coach? Uh, have you had any inclin- uh, you know any uh, insight on that? We haven't had too much insight. Um, you know, we're kind of guessing either Bellevue, Fremont, or maybe some dusky area. Um, depending on who's hosting and who's able to host, but I think those would be the three locations that we could possibly play at. All right, sounds good. Uh, well, hopefully uh, we'll be uh, covering that on our sister station, K96. So uh, thanks so much, Jalen, and we appreciate you hopping on board here with us and uh, everything that uh, you do for us here on the program, and uh, best of luck to you and your team next round, okay? Absolutely. Thanks for having me as always. All right, Jalen Santoro, the head football coach at Perkins, yeah, that's a regular season rematch. Uh, they met early on in the season. Perkins winning 21 to 20 over Port Clinton. And, uh, that should be a lot of fun, that next matchup. I like these familiar matchups. You know, you had Bellevue Edison, Edison Perkins. Now we got Perkins Port Clinton staying in the SBC. It just makes the postseason that much more fun, having that familiarity with uh, all of these local teams facing off early. And, uh, I mean, I guess a large part of that is, uh, uh, due to, in part, uh, with the expanded playoffs this year. Having all 16 seeds allows for uh, more of those matchups to possibly happen. We've seen that with some Firelands Conference teams over in Division 7 this uh, this offseason as well. So it, it really adds an extra element here with uh, two teams, and uh, like Jalen said, two teams that have grown over the last uh, few weeks uh, since they've met each other earlier on this year. Two completely different teams, and we'll see if the same outcome is what we should be expecting, but it's going to make things very interesting for next weekend for sure. Yeah, we'll try to cover that on K96. We'll, we'll see uh, how, how it goes in terms of uh, how, how where it's played, first of all, and the size of the press box there and the accommodations and who else is covering it and all this behind-the-scenes stuff. We can't, just to let the listeners know, we can't just say, oh, we're covering that game. Unfortunately. And, Unless we know that it's a team like, let's say, St. Paul, 
We know nobody else in the area is going to cover them in terms of radio. We're, we're their exclusive carrier here on 95.3 and our sister station. So for them, we know pretty much every St. Paul game in the playoffs is going to be on the radio. But when it comes to uh, these bigger schools, you're going to run into uh, some other uh, media outlets want to cover it as well. And then we have to, you know, get with the athletic directors, all that stuff, just to let you know what goes on behind the scenes, everybody. So we'll update you on Monday, though, on what we're going to cover. Uh, what we're going to cover for next week. So there you go. Perkins Port Clinton going to take place at a uh, site to be determined next Friday night at 7. Let's preview one of our games for tonight. Uh, let's start off with the Western Reserve and Archbold game, uh, Division 6 matchup tonight from Archbold. And Archbold uh, unbeaten so far this year. Uh, Western Reserve uh, came up with the Big muddy win last week at Gibsonburg, and uh, they do got their quarterback back, uh, Jude Munz. Uh, not, probably not the ideal game you wanted to put him back at quarterback last week in those conditions, but he's back. Yeah, and you could show that that just uh, gave Western Reserve the shot in the arm that they needed going into the playoffs. I mean, uh, when you look at Jude Munz, not to say that Rhett Gross hasn't done a fantastic job filling in for Jude Munz with that injury, because Rhett Gross has been doing a absolutely per, almost perfect job filling in. Of course, they've had their growing pains. It's a little bit of a different offense with Rhett Gross, and uh, having Jude Munns back just gives that extra dynamic to that offense for Western Reserve, and I'm sure Ty Stevenson definitely glad to have his big senior playmaker back, and um, now you get to move Rhett Gross back up to the offensive line, let him plow the road a little bit for mm-hmm. his fellow quarterback. It makes things real fun, but you can just see this Western Reserve offense. They operate very differently with Jude Munns at quarterback, and they got him back at pretty much the perfect time. So let's hear from the head coach of Western Reserve. We had a chance to catch up with him. Nick interviewed him for our pregame show tonight, so here's a little clip of that. Uh, here's Ty Stevenson from Western Reserve talking about their win last week uh, over Gibsonburg in that muddy mess over there uh, last Saturday night. It was awesome. You know, just the the experience of, of what that night meant and the, you know, the memories those guys are going to have for, you know, for the rest of their lives, um, to play, like I said, at Mud Bowl like that. And then especially, you know, to be down 14-7 and score with about four and a half minutes to go on a great pass from Jude Bunn to Jake Jarrett. Um, and then, you know, hey, we rolled the dice went for two. Um, thought we had the right play called and, and we're able to get it in. So just a cool night for everybody. Um, you know, our, our defense played really, really well. Gibson Bird is a good team who's put up a ton of points all year. And to hold those guys at two touchdowns, um, I thought was phenomenal. And you had the unique situation of having essentially a bye week for Week 10. Uh, overall, do you think that helped? You were able to, like you said, get Jude Munns out there, uh, who has been battling some injuries, able to play quarterback once again. Do you think that kind of helped overall to, to prepare for that game? Yeah, you know, I, I think it probably did. You know, I, you're not really looking forward to a bye week, I guess, but it kind of fell, you know, with, with the rivalry. Thing and, and London obviously not having a team that fell week 10, um, which actually worked out really well for us. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so we took advantage of that. We kind of talked for a couple weeks leading up to that how we thought that should work out. And so it did. We were able to give our guys a little extra time off, and I thought they were pretty fresh and ready to go. We have, of course, Coach Ty Stevenson of Western Reserve on the line with us here uh, tonight. And, uh, Coach, how did you think Jude did just getting back out there? You know, he's been playing, but as a wide receiver, but finally able to really go to his natural position. How do you think he did out there uh, last week? Well, uh, conditions were not very favorable for a quarterback, <laughs> but um, as far you know, I thought he I thought he didn't miss a beat running the football. I thought he did a great job doing that. And you know, when when we could get a, a decent ball in there, he he threw it pretty well. Um, looked like a little bit of shot put from time to time, but 
you know, hopefully, it looks like the condition is going to be a lot better tonight. So, you know, we're excited to see let him, you know, kind of throw the ball around a little bit and see how it goes. And you got a really tough matchup here. The one seed Archibald have been playing great football all season. Uh, what do you know about these guys? Uh, obviously, eleven and zero, and and playing great football. You know, they're a phenomenal football team. That you know, there's no holes. They're just very solid all the way around. Um, they got a, a quarterback who plays free safety and also punts for them. Um, I know is is a Division One baseball recruit in Ohio State, Michigan. They're talking to him. Um, so you know, he can throw, he can run. <laughs> um, you know, if he gets loose, you know, he's tough to bring down. So we're going to hopefully do some things up to take care of that. But yeah, they're just, you know, they're number one in the state for a reason. And we're going to go out and we're going to play really hard and, you know, hope for the best. And we talked about winning that first quarter. And we'll go out and play really hard and, and see what we can do. All right. Well, last question. You mentioned a little bit of the, uh, some of the keys there, but ultimately, what do you think is going to be important, uh, to, you know, surprise some people and, and move on to the next round against this, uh, tough one seed team in Archibald? Sure. You know, you got to take care of the football. Obviously, game turnovers against a really good team like this. I'm going to have to control the trenches just like normal. Um, you know, and make some plays. When the plays are there, you got to take it, got to take advantage of them. Um, and, you know, and, you know, hopefully you can get a couple turnovers for them. And, cause, you know, you play well early on, the, the pressure goes squarely to the one seed, right? So you, you get out early and play well and then put a little pressure on them and go from there. All right. Ty Stevenson there caught up with him here a couple days ago. Uh, getting ready for the matchup with Archbold. And now let's hear from the head coach at Archbold, David Dominic. He talks about uh, Western Reserve and what he knows about the Rough Riders. It was awesome. You know, just Hold on. Speak. Wrong one. <laughs> there we go. Now David Dominic. Yeah, you know, it, coming into the last week, I knew very little. Uh, obviously, it was one of those we don't match up ever. We don't really have common opponents across the board. But uh, watching them on film, they're they're a solid football team. They got some good size up front, some good athletes in the back half. So, um, you know, they they got a big win last week against Gibsonburg, and it looked like some not great field conditions. So, <laughs> yes, um, they really grinded it out, though. You know, they were down a lot of the game and um, really battled and never hung their heads and stayed in it. So. Um, you know, it looks like from the film, the quarterback's pretty darn good. Um, and he was out for a lot of the year, from my understanding. But uh, he's definitely going to be a threat, and we're going to have to find a way to uh, get him to the ground because he's a very good runner. David Dominic there, the head football coach at Archbold. Again, Western Reserve at Archbold tonight on 92.9 WLKR Classic. Pre-game coverage close to 6.30-ish. We'll wait and see. Western fans, if you turn it at 6.30 and Monroeville Volleyball still on, just wait. As soon as Monroeville volleyball is over and the post game's over for that, we'll go right to the Western Reserve game. So, uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, all the action can also be heard on WLKRclassic.com. Let's just say you live in an area where, uh, you can't pick up WLKR Classic 92.9. Go online, WLKRclassic.com, the live stream right there, Chris. Yeah, it just makes it very easy. It's right there on the homepage. You can listen in on the online and stream that live. Uh, definitely a good option for uh, people that aren't necessarily in that listening range for 92.9. All right, folks, we'll take a break here on the show. We're going to talk some girls basketball with Brock Manlet of the Norwalk Lady Truckers as it's almost time for girls hoops. It's, uh, I believe, the 19th is the, the first matchup that we have here on WLKR. So stay tuned, folks. Brock Manlet will preview the Lady Truckers up next here on The Locker Room Show. Stay with us.
getting ready for high school football games? The Village Drive-Thru is the place to get all of your game day munchies and a large selection of ice-cold beverages. The Village Drive-Thru, located on the square in Milan, carries 26 flavors of Toffs ice cream, Dole Whip, shaved ice, hand-spun milkshakes, and snacks. Open late during football games, the Village Drive-Thru can handle all your lottery party needs and has pull tabs benefiting Edison Athletic Boosters. The Village Drive-Thru wishes all the area's high school teams a great season. Are you overpaying on your monthly car payment? Consider refinancing with Firelands Federal Credit Union. When you refinance an auto loan with Firelands Federal Credit Union, a team of financial professionals work to help you lower your interest rate, decrease your monthly payment, or pay off your auto loan faster. Plus, now through December 31st, when you schedule ahead online and refinance an auto loan, Firelands Federal Credit Union will make your first auto loan payment and you'll receive a $150 gas card. Schedule ahead today at firelandsfcu.org or call 800-276-5775. Are you aware of any weekly tax law changes? Are you taking all the deductions you are entitled to? Are you confident that you don't owe any penalties or interest because of previous reporting errors? Steinolson and Stang CPAs have been serving the area for over 55 years, specializing in small business and individual tax filing, financial statement preparation, payroll preparation, and individual tax planning. Call Chris Stang or Todd Olson at Steinolson and Stang to discover the difference. Never underestimate the value of a CPA. We take pride in what you stand on. That's why your best choice is Baldust Carpet Cleaning and Floor Covering. We do things the old-fashioned way with helpful people who know their floors. The best in carpet and luxury vinyl planking for home or business. And we'll clean your tile, grout, upholstery. We even do duct cleaning. And we always stand behind our work. Visit Baldust.com and find us on Facebook or East Main Street in downtown Norwalk. Baldust Carpet Cleaning and Floor Covering. We take pride in what you stand on. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than just serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable. Serving part-time lets you attend school full-time while you take advantage of education benefits that can help you graduate debt-free. If a civilian career is your goal, serving part-time allows you to work at a full-time job. The skills, qualities, and contacts you'll develop in the Guard can open doors to a great civilian career. Want to serve but worried about being away from friends and family? Part-time service in the Army National Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want while you enjoy the many benefits of serving your community and nation. You owe it to yourself to learn more about how the Army National Guard can fit into your life. Visit NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. As you know, Monty, Vaughn's been working on a couple of new pitches. The Eliminator and the Humiliator to complement his fastball, the Terminator. Now, back to the Locker Room Show with your hosts, Josh Bowen and Kevin Rasnick. I heard that. Dynamite drop-in, Monty. That broadcast school has really paid off. On 95.3, the sports voice of the Firelands. Presented by Schaefer Danhoff, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. All right, we're back here on the Locker Room Show. It's 935, back to the Domino's Hotline right now. And Brock Manlet, not only the girls' basketball coach at Norwalk, of course, but uh, one of our broadcast team uh, this year for high school football. How are you doing, Brock? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Doing well. I uh, just want to say you did an outstanding job this year for us, and uh, we'll, we'll gladly have you back when we need you. And uh, how much fun did you have covering some high school football this year? 
Oh, I, I loved it. I mean, uh, I know I coach basketball, and uh, basketball is kind of my first love, but I, there's something about the football season that I really enjoy, and um, I just thought it was something I, I would like, and I appreciate you guys giving me a chance, but it was it was definitely a blast for me to do that. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, let's talk about uh, some girls' basketball. I know the preseason, uh, you know, the preseason practices and tryouts and everything that have been going on. Uh, overall, how's it been going there at Norwalk uh, preseason-wise? I'm going good. Um, I think in the last couple of years, this is probably one of the groups that have uh, practiced the hardest for us. I mean, we've had some really competitive practices going forward here, and um, we have a scrimmage today actually at 11 we we uh, bring in Buckeye Central and James Garfield so that'll be a good scrimmage for us and uh, we're excited we got we got a good crew a young crew but um, we think that we uh, have the talent there to compete and uh, Brock obviously uh, the past couple of seasons just kind of been trying to build things up a little bit for that lady trucker basketball program uh, obviously still early on in this off season and uh, getting ready for things to get rolling here in the next couple of weeks but uh, what have you seen uh, from your girls here so far to kind of uh, give an outlook here for the season coming up well I, I think you're right the last couple of years we've steadily improved we had uh, nine wins a couple of years ago we had ten wins last year um, and then this year we have pretty much that whole crew coming back that won 10 games last year, and then we're going to add a couple freshmen to the mix. So uh, I think that uh, the one thing that we were lacking was kind of a true point guard, and um, with the two freshmen, the two freshmen are going to handle the ball a lot for us, which should solve some of those problems. And I think the biggest change right now is our girls are confident. I think you can see that. they They believe that they can win. And I think uh, confidence in the mental side of the game is just important than the physical side. So I think we're ready to take a step forward. I'm just excited to see how it plays out. Brock Manlin here with us, Norwalk girls basketball coach. And uh, you mentioned a couple freshmen there and uh, some of the returning starters. Could could you tell us uh, some names, throw some names out there that our listeners uh, will probably hear this season on the radio? Yeah, I think uh, in, in the offseason, Brooklyn Davis is our post player. Um, I think she's going to have a great year. I think she's going to be a first or second team All SBC player. Um, we got Josie Thomas back, uh, Kylie Mosier, Cheyenne Mosier, uh, Emily Koenig, Summer Molman. Um, we got a couple of new ones in Kara Mooney, Jocelyn Kreps, Morgan Weber, um, and then the two freshmen are Kenzie Smith and Abby Koenig. Hopefully, I didn't leave anyone out there, but. Um, we just have a talented group like that. That uh, junior class is really the strength of our team. They've been together for a long time, and uh, we just got a good mix of some veteran kids that have experience and some new kids that have played a lot of basketball and, and bring a lot to the table. Uh, what's the early outlook uh, for the conference? Uh, SBC, of course, the Lake Division uh, you guys play in. Uh, what, what's kind of the, the vibe uh, going into this season with the Lake Division? Well, I think in, in our division, always it starts with Bellevue, and they've won, uh, I think, 11 straight times the SBC. So, you know, they're the champion until someone knocks them off. And um, I see, I saw them a couple times in the off season, and you know, they're going to be tough as usual. Perkins has a lot coming back, um, some new kids and a lot of veterans coming back. Vermillion's going to be tough with uh, the two Plaus twins coming back, and um, I think. To be honest with you, I know I'm biased because I coach at Norwalk, but I think that uh, we have the talent to compete, and I'm excited to do that. I think uh, 
know, Clyde's going to be tough as always. It's just one of those one of those nights you 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 go in and play in the SBC. You got to play night in night out, or because uh, those teams have a chance to beat you if you don't bring your A game. And I think it's no different this year. Now, you mentioned uh, Bellevue a little bit there uh, briefly, Brock. Um, obviously, as a coach uh, on the opposite side, I'm sure you're going to be very glad to not have to deal with either of the Santoro sisters finally coming up this year. Yeah, yeah I mean, I don't think you'll probably see that again uh, in our league where you have a run of sisters that come through and kind of dominate the league like they did. And, um, you know, it's fun to compete against them because, you know, they're great talent. They're all playing college basketball right now, so it was fun to see that. But, uh, you know, it definitely doesn't hurt to see them go and see some new blood over there and, and not have to worry about playing one of them. That's just a credit to them how how good they were and um, how well they ran their team and were the leaders of those teams. But, you know, I know Coach Santoro and, and the kids over there will be ready to go and, uh, it's one of those teams where if you start to count them out, they they got that chip on their shoulder that they'll come back and and uh, they'll compete and be towards the top of the league. Brock, before we let you go, uh, when do you guys tip off the season? What's your early part of the season look like? Well, we are, our first game. Uh, oh, I'll start with this. Our, we have a preview on the 12th uh, with uh, Cyrus Winford here on in Cyrus. Just kind of give us a game answer before we open up. Uh, our first game is on the road, November 19th at Ashland, and then we come back on the 23rd and play New London at home before we go into that Thanksgiving break. So, you know, we only got uh, less than a couple weeks here before we tip it off for real, and it's amazing how fast uh, the preseason goes when you get into it. But uh, I know our girls are excited, and uh, we're looking forward to uh, improving on our season from last year, and, and I have full confidence in our crew that we can do that. Well, we'll have you on the radio a number of times this year, Brock. So, uh, we'll, we'll keep you off the air. We'll, we'll let you coach here <laughs> during basketball. <laughs> and, uh, we'll, we'll see you at the gym here coming up here real soon. Sounds good. I appreciate all your coverage and everything and, and what you do for girls basketball. All right. Thanks, Brock. Uh, you have a great weekend. You too. All right. Brock Manlet there, the girls basketball coach at Norwalk. Uh, also, of course, our uh, high school football analyst that we had along with us this year on all of our stations. So, uh, yeah, uh, can you believe it? Uh, our first game, I believe, is Bellevue at Edison on the 19th is our first uh, broadcast game. That's going to be a good one to start the year off with. Edison, uh, they lost a few pieces, but uh, they're going to be back strong once again, as always, in the SBC. Uh, Bellevue, of course, uh, life after the Santoro sisters. <laughs> got to figure that part out. But when you've got Corey Santoro as the head coach, of course, uh, you're not going to have uh, too much of a layover there. No. They'll be fine right from the get-go, uh, as always. But <laughs> with Brock, uh, might as well just let him uh, do his own Jackie Moon impression. <laughs> <laughs> just let him be the broadcaster, the coach, the, the, the school superintendent. Uh, let him do it all. <laughs> Why not? Uh, he, he's uh, We know he's a great broadcaster, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right, folks, we'll go ahead and take another break here on the Locker Room Show. And when we come back, Mark Lane, our buddy. Sports Roundtable time. We'll talk about the St. Paul Southern matchup tonight, uh, the game that he called. We'll break down more of that Perkins and Edison game last night. Uh, we'll also talk some Browns and Buckeyes football with him, too. Maybe his thoughts on uh, the, the World Series as it wrapped up, too. So that's all coming up here with the Sports Roundtable. Also, your Domino's trivia question on the way as well. 
And uh, we, we're going to talk some volleyball with Kendra Snook coming up. And, folks, you may wonder how we're going to squeeze that in. Well, we're here with you until 1030. Got some bonus time today. <laughs> bonus coverage. There you go. Up next here on The Locker Room Show on 95.3 WLKR. Caring, innovative. These are just a few of the words that our patients use to describe their experience at Fisher Titus Medical Center. Every day, our staff strives to treat each of our patients as if they were one of our own, like Fisher Titus family. At Fisher Titus, we're proud to offer our community a wide range of services, from pediatrics to senior care, ensuring you get the right care right here in your own community. We are here for you. We are Fisher Titus Medical Center. To find a location near you, visit fishertitus.org. If your home is too hot in the summer or too cold in the winter, or maybe your heating and cooling bill is way too high, it's probably time for a new heating and cooling unit for your home. In Huron County, call the folks at Norwalk Heating and Air, and in Erie County, call Huron Heating and Air. Norwalk Heating and Air and Huron Heating and Air are your hometown Lennox dealerships. Lennox Heating and Air Conditioning Units deliver you the perfect temperature, efficiency, and energy savings for your home. Call Norwalk Heating and Air or Huron Heating and Air for a free estimate today. Teamwork, discipline, and responsibility all go a long way in preparing today's student-athlete for the years after high school graduation. The Law Office of Harwood Niedermeyer encourages you to support high school athletics and the lessons it can teach. Also, please support the academic and music boosters. This message is a service of the Law Offices of Harwood Niedermeyer, 111 Myrtle Avenue, downtown Willard. Call 419-935-0171. By now, most of you are familiar with Noble Sports and Trophies in Norwalk. Dwight and the crew have been around since 1986. But do you know everything that they do? They do silkscreen printing, embroidery, heat press, vinyl cutting, custom designs, team wear, awards, scratch engraving, laser engraving, glass engraving, and add specialty items. Add all that to their 30 years of experience, and why would you go anywhere else but Noble Sports and Trophies? On 8.5 East Seminary Street in Norwalk. The Bellevue Hospital extends best wishes, good health, and success to all area student-athletes. The athlete's choice to be active, play hard, keep fit, and work to be on top of their games sets a great example for all of us to make healthy choices. And the Bellevue Hospital is the right choice for all of your health care needs. Visit them online at BellevueHospital.com or follow them on Facebook. The Bellevue Hospital, quality care close to home for over 100 years. The Monroeville Lady Eagles volleyball team is just one win away from a state Final Four. In their way, Wellsville. Join us on 92.9 WLKR Classic on Saturday for a Division Four Regional Final from Strongsville. Coverage begins at 4.45 with match time at 5. It's presented by Stein Olsen and Stang CPAs in Norwalk. Never underestimate the value of a CPA. Your home of Monroeville Lady Eagle Volleyball, 92.9 WLKR Classic. He's a man. Welcome back to the Locker Room Show on 95.3 WLKR. Such a man. It's time for the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Lane, with the Sports Roundtable. 
Mark joins Josh and Kevin to talk all things sports, including high school athletics, the Tribe, the Blue Jackets, the Browns, and Buckeyes, as well as what he is grilling for dinner. The Sports Roundtable and the Locker Room Show begins now. All right, folks, welcome back here to the program. It's time for the Sports Roundtable with the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Lane, of course. Uh, good morning, Mark, and like you just said off the air, a beautiful Saturday morning, huh? Yes, it is an exciting one for our sports department today. Uh, uh, good morning, Chris. Uh, I, I know we'll be uh, listening to you as long as we can up in the press box preparing for the uh, St. Paul uh, game tonight, but... Uh, Always, always enjoy working with you and, of course, listening to your call of the volleyball match. Oh, absolutely. Always a blast working with you, too, Mark. I wish we got to do it a little bit more. All right. Definitely. All right, Mark. <laughs> uh, let's quickly uh, break down uh, last night's matchup with uh, Edison and Perkins. You called that along with Randy last night on K96. Uh, just quickly, uh, Mark, uh, what was the difference in that one? How, how did Perkins uh, pull away there and uh, win that one 28 nothing? Well, the, the difference uh, definitely was uh, early in the game uh, after the, the Perkins Pirates had taken a 7 to nothing lead. Uh, uh, the Edison Chargers, uh, uh, Clinton, and broke off a huge run, uh, and he was actually, it looked like he was going to the house. There wasn't anybody around, and all of a sudden Lamar Everett caught up with him and tackled him down at about the 10-yard line prevented a tying touchdown for the Chargers. But then what happened was uh, uh, you ended up with uh, a freshman, Weston Sturzinger, ended up with an interception for the Pirates at the five-yard line, and they proceeded on a 95-yard drive, uh, highlighted, of course, by an 80-yard run by Colton Nemitz, Colin Nemitz, but... Uh, in the end, they scored and took a 14 to nothing lead, and, and that was a huge swing in what had been basically trading back and forth uh, early in the game with both teams punting three and out, and then both teams turning it over on downs. And actually, the first Perkins touchdown uh, was uh, the, the Chargers. They got the ball on downs and only had half a field to work with, 50 yards, but... Uh, that was the key, and then really uh, another turnover, an interception by Sam Odo and Perkins with uh, this time an 80-yard drive, and they scored right at the end of the third quarter to go up three touchdowns. And you, you, you heard Coach Santoro t- talking about the fact that they wanted to get three touchdowns up because uh, the Chargers just aren't designed to come back that far. Uh, they still fought. But then uh, Perkins he scored a, another ceiling touchdown to take a 28 to, to nothing win uh, and move on for a rematch with the uh, Port Point Redskins. Yeah, we're talking with Mark Lane here, Sports Roundtable on the Locker Room Show. Josh Bowman and the captain, Chris Morgan, in for Kevin this morning. And, uh, Mark, uh, let's move on and talk about our matchup tonight. We'll hear from both head coaches here in the next hour for St. Paul and Southern. But uh, what's your early take on that matchup with the Flyers and the Indians? 
Well, you know, last year the Flyers uh, dominated uh, the Indians in, in winning uh, 42 to 14. It's another year, and once again, uh, you know, they they have a uh, a big, strong, uh, you know, running back and, and a pretty good quarterback down there, which is uh, going to make things interesting. But you know, the Flyers they pride themselves on defense, and we'll we'll see we'll see how that goes. It's kind of ironic that Selineville, uh, you know, they're down not far from Wellsville. And, uh, of course, Wellsville playing Monroeville, and, and they're coming up. They're down, uh, you know, over by uh, East Liverpool, Ohio. That's right. I, I used to go over that way uh, a, while, a while ago, a long time ago. But anyway, uh, yeah, I think it's kind of weird, too, that, you know, they're playing St. Paul in back-to-back seasons. And they played Plymouth twice this year. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, yeah, and, and both times Plymouth had to make the trip down there. Yeah, that's no fair, right? <laughs> <laughs> we'll hear from both head coaches coming up, clips from both of those, and uh, uh, the the coach Rich Wright of Southern talks about how we he played uh, played Plymouth twice. Uh, he said, "Team from your conference, we played twice this year." So, uh, Mark, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the Browns and the OBJ situation. Uh, the Browns giving him his release. We'll hear from Scott Patrick coming up next hour more about this. But, Mark, uh, what's your feelings? Uh, my feelings are that you know it, it was time to cut ties. Things were just getting a little crazy and uh, j- just a lot of drama going on. I think the Browns made the right move there. Yeah, I, I really, I, they, they really didn't have any choice in the matter. You know, if they wanted to keep the team unity and and, and things for whatever reason, uh, uh, you know, the Browns' offense seemed to work better when uh, he wasn't in. And you know, hopefully he'll have success. You know, it should work out for both of them. He can find a team where they have a better quarterback matchup, and of course the Browns. They're already, uh, you know, set up pretty good if they can get uh, back on track. They're more of a running a- attack. And, I mean, Mark, I think the one thing to really keep an eye out there with that, uh, like you said, the Browns offense, they seem to run better without OBJ in the lineup. It kind of allows Baker Mayfield to search the field a little bit more, not feel like he has to force things in just to keep OBJ happy and get him his touches. I'm sure coming up on Sunday, that's going to be something that we'll see a lot uh, with the Browns kind of starting to loosen back up on offense. Yeah, you're right, Chris. I mean, you know, he doesn't talk about it, Baker doesn't. But you know there had to be, you know, in the back of his mind, you know, this this outgoing pressure. And I know uh, last year, you know, it was one of those situations before uh, uh, Odell got hurt that, you know, he was he was forcing the ball a lot, trying to get it to him. And now that's gone. And he's got some pretty good wide receivers uh, to fill in. And, of course, Jarvis Landry is, is one of his key uh, go-to guys and was before Odell came to the Browns. Let's talk about the Buckeyes here real quick. The Buckeyes at Nebraska today, and we'll have that here on WLKR starting at 10.30. Pre-game, 12 noon kickoff. Uh, Chris mentioned that maybe a little bit of a trap game. Nebraska, you know, the record not so hot, but uh, probably a better team than what the record says. And, uh, you know, Coach Frost doing, you know, uh, a decent job there with Nebraska. So wh- what do you think? Uh, Buckeyes pull away in this one, Mark? I, I I think they will. I think they will. I, I think that uh, 
you know, early season, uh, you know, they were having defensive problems, but they, they seem to have gotten those straightened out. And, you know, they've got one of the top uh, college offenses in the country. For sure. And I also wanted to ask you here before uh, we, let, we let you go here, Mark, uh, the uh, giant Indians logo taken down from uh, the scoreboard here uh, this week. Uh, kind of made me sad a little bit seeing that go. I understand what what has to happen. I'm not against the name change or anything like that. But it was still, uh, you know, kind of a... Uh, you know, a weird moment seeing that, uh, you know, that sign taken down uh, through uh, social media here this week. Yes, it it, it definitely was. Uh, you know, we grew up being Indians fans and, and, you know, knowing all the lore. And Of course, you know, we didn't remember that before they were the Indians, I think they were the Spiders. So, you know, things change. But, uh, you know, it, 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 was, it was sad to see. But... Uh, I, I think there is some irony in the fact that the Atlanta Braves won the World Series. <laughs> Isn't that, uh, yeah, coincidence? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not. But I'll tell you what, I think what they should do with that old Indian sign, auction it off, and use that money to give that to Jose. <laughs> Hey, they did pick up his option at least. Well, well we need the long-term extension now. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Uh, Mark, uh, well, that, that'll pretty much do it for you, Mark. Uh, we'll talk to you tonight from Contractor Stadium as, of course, St. Paul taking on Southern in the second round of the high school football playoffs. I'll be on the call with Mark tonight. So, Mark, I'll see you over there at Contractor Stadium tonight. Yeah, and I'll be interested in seeing what kind of uh, fare we have tonight with uh, Chris Wiley and the Food and Press Box. Ah, uh, we had some good stuff last week, I know. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, Mark, uh, take care. I'll see you tonight. All right, good luck, Chris. Thank you. Right back at you, Mark. All right, Mark Lane there, Sports Roundtable. Uh, it is my wife's birthday, by the way, before we go and take a break here and get ready for Scott Petrick to talk some Browns, some more Browns. As we can never, You can never talk enough Browns. Yeah. Well, maybe you can, maybe you can. I don't know. <laughs> okay, l- let's play a little clip from my wife. Happy birthday, Erica. She is participating in the e- Erie County Humane Society uh, 5K run walk this morning. Who does that on their birthday? She loves to run. I don't loves, understand it. I don't understand either. I'd rather sleep in. Me too. Anyhow, here's a little clip for her birthday. Welcome back. <laughs> Sorry, it was my aunt's birthday. She makes such a big deal about it. Uh, well, nobody likes to get old, right? <laughs> well, birthdays are merely symbolic of how another year has gone by and how little we've grown. No matter how desperate we are that someday a better self will emerge, each flicker of the candles on the cake, we know it's not to be. But for the rest of our sad, wretched, pathetic lives... This is who we are to the bitter end. Inevitably, irrevocably. Happy birthday. No such thing. (laughs) There you go from Seinfeld uh, several years ago, of course. And uh, just funny. Don't take it seriously. Just uh, a funny clip. Just to let you know how that episode went, uh, Jerry was too funny, according to George. And he was stealing the spotlight away from, like, George's girlfriend and everything. So Jerry said, I'll be serious. I don't have to be funny. 
And that was his attempt at being serious right there. And, of course, it comes off as funny. Of course, because <laughs> what else is new with Seinfeld? <laughs> so there you go, folks. All right, uh, that'll do it here for uh, the first hour of the show. Uh, we'll, we're with you till 1030, until the Buckeyes kick it off uh, for pregame coverage with Nebraska. So Scott Petrick coming up here in just a few. We'll take a short break here. And Scott Patrick to talk more Browns coming up. We'll also hear from John Livengood and Rich Wright from St. Paul and Southern. And Kendra Snook, she'll be on the way as well. We'll talk Monroeville Volleyball. Plus your Domino's trivia question coming up. It's about the Perkins head football coach, Jalen Santoro. We'll talk about that here in a little bit, too. Stay tuned here for the next half hour of the Locker Room Show with you till 1030. WLKRFM, Norwalk. It's time now for a look at your WLKR Entertainment Guide. Some events going on around the area. The Fix with the English Beat will be at the Kent Stage on Tuesday, November 9th. Wolf Alice will play the Newport Music Hall in Columbus on November 10th. Maggie Rose will be at the Beachland Ballroom then on November 11th. Also on Thursday, November 11th, Lance Solo and Acoustic will be at the club restaurant, and then he'll be at the press box in Norwalk on Friday, November 12th. Guided by Voices is playing a sold-out show at the Beachland Ballroom on Saturday, November 13th. And Grunge DNA will play the Barrel House Saloon in Sandusky on Friday the 12th. For more information on these and other events, or to subscribe to our entertainment guide on your Google Calendar, visit our website at WLKRradio.com. Interstate All Battery Center in Sandusky would like to remind folks to turn their clocks back an hour on November 7th. Fall is here and cold weather is near, so check batteries in your cars and smoke detectors. Prep summer toys for winter maintenance. Interstate All Battery Center on Milan Road. We take pride in what you stand on. That's why your best choice is Baldoff's Carpet Cleaning and Floor Covering. We do things the old-fashioned way with helpful people who know their floors. The best in carpet and luxury vinyl planking for home or business. And we'll clean your tile, grout, upholstery. We even do duct cleaning. And we always stand behind our work. Visit Baldoff's.com and find us on Facebook or East Main Street in downtown Norwalk. Baldoff's Carpet Cleaning and Floor Covering. We take pride in what you stand on. Looking for a good family dentist? Call Crowley Family Dental. Dr. Justin Crowley and his friendly staff excels at putting patients at ease. We offer same-day treatment whenever possible, including same-day crowns and implants. We use the latest technology and explain procedures to you in ways you can understand. Same-day affordable care for you and your family. Crowley Family Dental on Campbell Street, just north of Perkins Avenue in Sandusky and online at SanduskyDentists.com. Find us on Facebook. The Locker Room Show with your hosts, Josh Bowman and Kevin Rasnick. I got to tell you, you're lucky you're not cursed with this charisma. Every Saturday morning at 9 on 95.3, the sports voice of the Firelands. All right, folks, back here on The Locker Room Show, 10.02. Josh Bowman and the Captain Chris Morgan in for Kevin here today. Kevin with the day off. And let's go to the Domino's Hotline once again. Bring up Scott Petrick from the Chronicle Telegram. Uh, thanks for joining us, Scott. Good morning. And uh, well, what are we going to talk about this morning? Nothing going on with the Browns right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, a little busy this week. A <laughs> little busy. What, what, what do you think? Uh, it, 
how, how do you think that situation with uh, Odell Beckham Jr., uh, you know, how, how do you think the, you know, how do you feel the Browns handled it? And uh, just what, what's your overall thoughts about the situation? Yeah, there's so many layers to it. Um, Odell obviously did not want to be here. And Andrew Barry made that clear yesterday, and he made it clear that it wasn't just because of the video, you know, shared by Odell's dad, that it goes way beyond that. The frustration from Odell had been building for a long time. And it just came to kind of a critical mass point where the team decided, the organization decided that it could no longer have Odell here and mostly because Odell did not want to be here. So, um, you know, he's well-liked among teammates. I do think the Browns did not take advantage of his talent like they should have. Odell, or Baker Mayfield should have done a better job getting Odell the ball. Kevin Stefanski should have done a better job designing plays to get Odell the ball. And that's where part of the frustration came from for Beckham and why he was so upset after the Steelers game where he caught one pass for six yards. Um, so I, I guess, you know, all it was going to end this way. Um, it's unfortunate that it did end this way because – you know, he just didn't have the production or the impact that everyone expected when the Browns traded for him a couple of years ago. And I think you pointed it out there really perfectly there, Scott. I mean, obviously we've seen on social media with people going back and forth, who's to blame for everything going on with this situation. I really don't think you can narrow it down to just one or even two people. There's a lot of blame to go around in this kind of a situation with this. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's well said. Um, you know, for the final piece of it, I, I think Odell's to blame. The fact that, you know, I mean, he's under contract and it's a lot of money and came to the point where he didn't want to play here. And he kind of dem- worked his way, made sure that the Browns kind of had no choice but to cut him, right? He was that unhappy and that frustrated and it had reached that point. But for it to get to that point, I think there are plenty of people to blame. And the fact is, most of, or, Whatever degree of Odell's frustration and dissatisfaction came from not being used like he expected to be and not getting the opportunities. He's the number one receiver, and he's obviously extremely talented. You saw that with the Giants. Um, so I, I think just from an offensive perspective, there could have been a better job utilizing Odell's talents. Now, maybe that still wouldn't have made him happy. I don't know. Um but, yeah, I do think there's plenty of blame to go around. Talking with Scott Patrick here, Chronicle Telegram, brownzone.com. Do you feel that this situation may have a little bit of a trickle-down effect like to to his buddy, of course, Jarvis Landry? And uh, do you think his future with Cleveland is, is, you know, in doubt maybe a little bit uh, with this situation and how it unfolded with OBJ? Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, obviously, Odell and Jarvis are extremely close, have been since they were teenagers. So it is a situation the Bears watching. I think Odell is in Kevin Stefanski said that he's too much of a professional to let this affect him on the field. Now, you know, he posted a couple things on Instagram saying how good a teammate or on social media, how good a teammate Odell was and how much he'll be missed. Um, he didn't talk to reporters this week, which is something Jarvis does on a weekly basis. So I could only take that as. He didn't want to talk about what was going on with Odell, so it had to have an impact on him. I don't think it will affect him on Sundays. I can't say the same for this Sunday. I don't know if it's still too raw that it might have some kind of impact. I don't think it will. I think Jarvis is too much of a competitor. 
as far as his long term, um, you know, he's making he's due to make big money next year, and it'll be interesting to see how that plays out because I do think he's such an important part of the team that the Browns would be willing to pay that. Um, but I don't think it's guaranteed that that'll happen. Um, that he wouldn't necessarily be back. And there is a little part of me that says, as much as Jarvis loves Odell, that he wouldn't mind being the number one receiver and not having the shadow of Odell and not have to talk about Odell all the time. Because even, you know, even when Jarvis is playing well, there's a lot of Odell questions that, that might get old. And uh, I think one thing to really keep an eye on now, Scott, I, I really want to get your opinion on this. Uh, what happens next with OBJ? Uh, does he get uh, picked up on waivers? Of course, uh, that can't happen until Monday since the Browns restructured his uh, contract. It took the final two years off, um, uh, made it so that any team that picks him up through waivers has to pay seven and a quarter million dollars. Might not get picked up on waivers, claimed that way. At least that's a lot of money for a half-season rental at this point. But I've heard uh, the Raiders thrown around, maybe Miami. Uh, the New Orleans Saints need a wide receiver again with Michael Thomas being injured. Uh, but one thing that I think people might not be uh, might not be necessarily on their radar, of course, uh, Odell has his own shoulder problem. And I think something that might be good for Odell at this point it would be to just kind of step away from football just for the rest of this season. Get healthy physically, but more importantly, I think something good for Odell would be to kind of reevaluate where he is with his football career. I mean, he's about to be 29 years old. What's more important, winning and being that kind of team player and getting championship opportunities or the superstardom? I kind of think something where he takes some time away and maybe reevaluate that a little bit uh, might be good uh, for the future here for Odell going forward. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to argue with that. You could be right, but it's, that's not going to happen. Um, you know, I think if, if that was the case, he would he could have walked away here. He could have gone on IR here. You know, he does have that shoulder injury. He wants to go play somewhere else. He wants to, you know, reestablish himself as a legitimate top whatever, top 10, top 15 receiver in the league. He needs to get back on the field and or he's been on the field. He needs to reestablish himself as a legitimate threat because his contract he needs a new contract next year. Whether or not you know, those numbers you mentioned are out there and um, they're probably gonna wind up being true, but there's the details are still being worked through Friday night, um, when I talk to someone. So, you know, let's say the Browns do take off those last two years, then either he signs a contract with someone this year for multiple years, or he just signs a contract for one year for the rest of this year and then becomes a free agent again, right? So um, I think he needs to play the rest of the season to improve his value on the open market. And as far as where he winds up, it's going to be really interesting. Um, you know, I know Browns fans, and I understand it, are worried that he winds up in another AC contender and that he lives up to his potential. They figure out a way to use him more, and he comes back to haunt the Browns. I get that. Miles Garrett said he's not scared about that. Um, Andrew Barry said, hey, we play a bunch of good receivers every week anyway. We just have to deal with it. But I'm sure the hope is that he does not wind up with an AFC contender. So maybe Seattle. You know, Seattle does have enough money, I believe, under the salary cap to claim him off waivers if it wanted to. And if not, maybe you make a run at him if he clears waivers. I do think New Orleans is a logical landing spot given his connections to Louisiana. Um, 
you know, so those are the two spots, and I also think the Raiders, given what happened to Ruggs especially, um, make sense. All right, Scott, uh, before I let you go here, let's get a little preview of some football on the field <laughs> with uh, the Browns and the Bengals coming up. And, man, how surprising have the Bengals been? And uh, what are what do you think the Browns' chances are in Cincinnati? Yeah, the Bengals have been one of the league's you know, pleasant surprises. You knew they could score points if Joe Burrow were healthy, and I don't know if anybody expected Jamar Chase to be as good as he's been. Um, the Bay Area had a high-powered offense, and then you had Chase, the defense for the Bengals, but that's been the difference maker. Larry Ogunjobi, the former Browns defensive tackle, has made an impact along that line. Trey Hendrickson, who they signed for agency, has been pretty good for them. Um, the secondary's gotten better. So that, that's been a big lift. They're not, they're not just a team that you know, need to score 40 a game to win. Um, I, I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's tough to predict how the Browns respond to what's been a tumultuous week. They're going to obviously have to score way more points than they've been. It's 41 over the last three games. That's not going to cut it against Cincinnati. Even if your defense plays pretty well, Cincinnati's going to score in the 20s, I would figure. So that means the Browns have to score in the high 20s. Um, so I, I think it's a tough one to predict. Uh, you know, I picked the Browns recently a bunch, and they keep losing, so I'm kind of <laughs> I'm kind of burned by that. <laughs> so I, I'm going to go a close game. I think the Browns do play pretty well. Um, but I'm going to go Cincinnati 28-27. All right, Scott, uh, thank you so much uh, for all your insight this morning here on the OBJ situation and uh, the Browns in general, and uh, appreciate your time here as always, Scott. And uh, Take care, have a great weekend, and we'll catch up with you here in a few weeks probably. All right, thanks, guys. All right, Scott Patrick there. Uh, great stuff from uh, the Chronicle-Telegram. And if you haven't checked him out on brownzone.com, that's his website on all things Browns. So go there, folks. Uh, pay a visit to his website. It's good stuff. Brownzone.com. Absolutely. Just can't echo that enough. He does fantastic work over there with that website. Uh, uh, one of the great uh, minds in the Browns media that really just uh, keeps things flowing. So we're glad to have him. He's uh, involved with our sister publication, the Chronicle Telegram. So we're the same company. So uh, Scott uh, is, is, you know, we're grateful that Scott will give us a few minutes here. Uh, you know, every couple weeks or so to talk some Browns. So let's go ahead and take another break here, folks. When we come back, we're going to talk Monroeville Volleyball. Kendra Snook coming up next, the head coach. And uh, Chris, a little little excited today, I would say. Yeah, just a little bit. I kind of hit a wall (laughs) with uh, being tired, but now just mentioning that just perks right back up. All right, that's coming up next here, folks. We're with you till 1030. Pier Pub, located at 38 Main Street in Huron, is now open Monday and Tuesday at 3 p.m. and Wednesday through Sunday at 11 a.m. A quick lunch spot offering soups, salads, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Follow the Pier Pub on Facebook for daily food and drink specials. Enjoy the beautiful Huron River views during lunch, dinner, and happy hour. Stop down at the Pier Pub today in Huron for good times, great food, and gorgeous views. Happy hour Monday through Friday from 3 to 7. At Stein Hospice, the mission is to provide comfort, compassion, and support during life's final journey for you and your family. Losing our dad was the worst thing ever. 
The staff at Stein Hospice gave our dad and all of us such amazing care and support. We were all able to help each other through the tough stuff. For more information on hospice services for you or a loved one, visit the website at steinhospice.org or 800-625-5269. That's 800-625-5269. The annual Gathering of Gifts, a craft and merchandise show, will be held Saturday, November 20th from 9 a.m. till 3 p.m. at the Norwalk Rec Center. Limited vendor space is still available. Don't miss out on joining over 50 vendors to showcase your items. For more information on participating in Gathering of Gifts at the Norwalk Rec Center, contact Stacy at 419-663-6775, extension 1028. Ohio Vax to School is giving vaccinated Ohioans ages 12 to 25 the chance to win $10,000 and $100,000 scholarships. Visit OhioVaxToSchool.com or call 1-833-4-ASK-ODH to enter. The Locker Room Show continues on 95.3 WLKR. Presented by Schaefer Danhoff Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Welcome back here, folks, to the Locker Room Show. It is 10-16. We're with you till 10-30 this morning. Then we'll have Buckeye football pregame coverage against Nebraska and 12 noon for the kickoff. But let's go back to the Domino's Hotline and our next guest, Kendra Snook, head volleyball coach at Monroeville. And uh, good morning, Kendra. How is this Saturday find you? It's great. We're still playing volleyball. So any Saturday in November, you're still playing volleyball. It's a good day. <laughs> it sure is, for sure. Let's go back to your last matchup uh, against uh, Dalton the other night. Uh, you guys uh, dominant in that one, winning in straight sets. I believe, what was it, 25-6 to six in that final one, in that final set. Uh, just talk about that matchup and uh, how you guys were, were just so dominant in that one. Um, I think the kids really came focused, and um, they executed the game plan that we had set for them. Um, you know, they, I think, had a little bit of revenge on their head um, from last year, um, them knocking us out of the tournament, and um, they really came uh, ready to go and um, really dominated and controlled the whole match. And, Coach, I think one of the big things that stood out from that match against Dalton was just the team defense that you had the girls playing with. I mean, uh, Mia Weaver for Dalton came in uh, almost 340 kills to her credit on the year. But you were able to hold her to just two kills in that match on Thursday. Uh, what was the real focus defensively, and uh, how proud of you were the girls for executing that game plan and keeping her off the scoreboard? You know, I think it started with our block. We were able to get a lot of touches on her, which frustrated her a little bit. And then the defense behind her, um, you know, were really set up into the correct positions that we had worked on. And so, you know, when you have a big hitter and you're dig- getting dug and you're getting blocked constantly, you get a little bit um, frustrated. And I thought our kids did a really nice job controlling her. Um, she's a very good player. You know, we saw her on film. We saw her live. So we knew that that was going to have to be a focus of ours was to defend her and the kids did a really nice job, um, you know, executing it and really finding her and fr- frustrating her a little bit. 
And uh, a big point offensively, again, uh, it was the Grayson Yoder and Matty Daniels show for a large portion of that match against Dalton. Uh, Grayson now with more than 500 kills on the season, just completely blowing the old record from Bree Kramer out of the water. And uh, Maddie, she's also surpassed that mark, too, with 400 and uh, almost 450 uh, kills of her own this year. Uh, how big have they been throughout this entire season? Of course, we know they've been monstrous here in the postseason, but how have they been able to keep that up with each other and uh, keep each other going? You know, they're both um, two great players, but they're two great leaders, too. They're our only returning hitters from last year's team. So I think they took a lot of that and a lot of that leadership role this year um, coming right out of the gate. You know, they push each other to get better. They push their teammates to get better. And they're still all about the team success over the individual success. So obviously they're having great years, but I know both of them you know, want the team to do well over their individual honors. Um, and that just shows how great a kid they are. So, um, like I said, they're continuing to, you know, help each other out, but they also help all their other teammates out, um, continuing to help them get better as well. With us, Kendra Snook, Monroeville Volleyball Coach, getting ready for a regional final from Strongsville uh, tonight as Monroeville taking on Wellsville. And speaking of Wellsville, Coach, what do you know about this Wellsville team? Well, we know they're under a new coach, and they have um, a great freshman, and they have another um, great hitter. And so a lot like us, they have two hitters that they really pump the ball to. Um, they haven't lost yet, so I know it's going to be a big feat. We're, we're definitely the underdogs in this matchup. Um, but, you know, we've been the underdogs pretty much the whole tournament run. So I think, again, if we can control the tempo of the game and control our side, um you know, I, I like my chances against anyone, and I think we'll be able to compete against them and hopefully come out on top. And, uh, Coach, you mentioned, of course, Wellsville undefeated so far this year, ranked ninth in the state in the coaches' poll. And uh, like you also said, under a new coach here this season, uh, you were able to take them down in straight sets last year in the regional semifinal. Uh, how do you think that plays in today under their new leadership and uh, kind of a different system that you're not really uh, quite used to uh, with this Wellsville team coming in this year? You know, I'm sure we have the target on our back with them. We've knocked them out of the tournament. Um few years ago in the finals and then last year in the semifinals. So um, they're definitely coming for us. Um, and again, I, I said all along that it's not so much about what the other side is doing. It's if we can control our side. And, you know, we came into practice yesterday. We have a game plan set up and hopefully we can execute it and, you know, put the pressure on them. Um, just like Dalton and just like us, they've been to regionals the last four years. So, they're used to the, you know, atmosphere and, you know, so our experience in that case isn't going to be an advantage to us. But um, I still think that um, we can maybe frustrate them a little bit with our defense and um, hopefully be able to then set up our offense and be effective. All right. Sounds good, Kendra. We'll be rooting you on for sure. Uh, uh, congratulations on a great season so far and best of luck tonight against Wellsville. Thank you very much. We look forward to seeing you guys there. All right, thanks so much, Kendra. We'll go ahead and let you go, and uh, safe travels back to Strongsville, okay? All right, thank you. All right, that's Kendra Snook from Monroeville. How excited are you for that match tonight, Chris? I, I, right now I'm at about a 7. <laughs> By the time I get to Strongsville, it'll probably be about a 20. 
just because this is this is an absolutely huge match for Monroeville here today, and I, I'm just beyond excited to see what they can do against an unbeaten Lady Tigers uh, team from Wellsville, a trip to the Final Four. If Monroeville wins, it would be their third Final Four appearance in the last four years. Uh, that's just absolutely amazing, and uh, hopefully you'll be able to pull it off here this afternoon. All right, tonight here on 95.3, we'll have Southern at St. Paul in high school football action. I want to get this in here before we get on out of here. Here's John Livengood. We caught up with him the other day. Uh, he talks about St. Paul's win against South Central last week. I thought we played pretty well overall. We got off to a quick start, um, especially running the ball offensively, but came back out and got a couple three and outs defensively, and we were able to build a 21 nothing lead pretty quickly. You know, we let them let down a little bit defensively. We gave up a big play, big pass, but South Central cut it to 21-7. And then, you know, they come out at halftime. They had the ball first, and they ended up cutting it to one score. And kind of went back and forth there a little bit in the third quarter before we were able to take over again in the fourth. But I'm uh, real happy with the way our kids ran the ball, the way our offensive line blocked. And, and overall, we played pretty well defensively. Uh, how has practice been this week, and what have been some of your focuses, John? Uh, first thing I'll say about practice, it's been cold. It's <laughs> <laughs> been cold and windy, uh, but, you know, we're glad to be out here and, and practice in week 12. Uh, the kids are focused. Um, you know, they, they, they've been here before, and, and uh, we treat each week the same. So, um, you know, it doesn't matter if it's week one or week 12. We're going to practice the same and have the same routine and same expectations. So kids are coming out and they're working hard and, and doing a great job let's talk about your quarterback uh, eli fisher of course uh he doesn't pass the ball a whole lot of course in your offense a uh, running game style of offense uh, but i think he's really turned into a good game manager and can pass the ball when needed to and can tuck the ball and run and uh, ju- just does a great job talk about uh what fisher means to your team eli's done a nice job and i mean the number one job of the quarterback is you got to be able to, to manage the offense You've got a, there's a lot of responsibility there with calling the play and cadence and all that good stuff and, and handling the ball. But, you know, he does a great job with that. But also, Eli did a nice job with our play action this year. I know we don't pass a lot. You know, we've only passed 82 times so far this year. As far as Eli passing, we've had uh, Will Stever pass a little bit more, too. But, you know, he's been very effective with what he's done. He's thrown eight touchdowns. We've thrown for around 700 yards. And he's only turned the ball over three times. And that's the key thing there is you don't want to turn the ball over. So Eli's done a nice job with that. And, and you know, when plays break down, he's done a nice job scrambling and, and picking up first down, seeing receivers downfield. In fact, probably two or three of our touchdowns are in plays where the play is broken down. But Eli's got great vision to see the whole field and ends up making a nice pass play for for down. John Livengood with us here in the In the Huddle pregame coaches show. High school football playoff action here tonight in Division 7. It is a second round matchup and Southern comes to town once again to take on the Flyers. And coach, of course you played Southern last season, picked up a win there in the playoffs. And what do you remember about that game and kind of what's the scouting report for Southern here this season? Well, what I remember from last year is number one, they're a very physical team. Number two, they had a lot of team speed, and, and yeah, nothing's really changed for them. They, they've, they've got some big kids. They've got physical kids. Uh, they're very aggressive with their linebackers in that 3-3, three, 5-3 three, three stack look. Um, and then they've got really good speed at all their skill positions. They're running back, and in particular, they're, they're wing back. Um, Colton Suckup uh, is, uh, you know, when he gets loose, he's a big kid, too. He's 6'1", 190. 
But when he gets going on the edge off the reverses and counters and jets, uh, you know, he's a threat to score every time. So keeping him contained has got to be a big part of our defensive plan this week. Uh, but also the quarterback does a nice job running. The fullback and halfback do a nice job running. So a lot of speed and, and a lot of size, and, and we're going to have to play very well. All right, John Limagood there uh, talking about uh, St. Paul and Southern tonight. Uh, we will not have a chance to play uh, Rich Wright, uh, the Southern head coach, but if you want to listen to that interview tonight on the In the Huddle pregame coaches show, and that will be at 6.30 tonight. All right, coming up next, folks, of course, Ohio State Buckeye football. I want to thank all of our guests. We'll also do our trivia here. Uh, all of our guests, Kendra Snook-Monroeville, Scott Petrick from the Chronicle-Telegram, Mark Lane, also Brock Manlin from the Norwalk Girls basketball team, and Jalen Centoro from the Perkins football team and all the those other coaches that you heard, uh, Ty Stevenson and uh, uh, what was his name? Something Dominic from Archbold. I forget his first name, but I apologize that. Coach Dominic, we'll just say that. And uh, all, all the coaches that you heard here this morning, all the wonderful sponsors. And, Chris, thanks for filling in for Kevin. Always fun. Thanks uh, to our listeners. So here's your trivia question, folks, for a free Domino's pizza. Jalen Santoro, of course, was one time a high school football player for Bellevue. What position did he play on offense? Was he the center? Was he the guard? Or was he the quarterback? So give us a call, folks. Uh, 419-663-4953. Sandusky, 419-609-4953. Toll free, 866-663-4953. You'll win yourself a free Domino's pizza. Thanks again to all those guests. Thanks for listening. Coming up next, folks, Ohio State football and Nebraska. 1030 pregame. And, of course, 12 noon for kickoff. For Chris Morgan, I'm Josh Bowman. God bless you, and have a great rest of your Saturday. Make it fun and filled with sports. Go Bucks. And that'll do it for this week's Locker Room Show. Today's show has been brought to you by West Side Sunoco, Smiley Automotive, Stein Olson & Stang CPAs, Norwalk Heating and Air, Noble Sports and Trophies, the Law Offices of Harward & Niedermeyer, the Huron County Veterans Service Office, Fisher Titus Medical Center, Firelands Federal Credit Union, The Village Drive-Thru in Milan, Bellevue Hospital, and Baldiff's Carpet Cleaning and Floor Covering on 95.3 WLKR, the sports voice of the Firelands. Well, bye.